In today's top stories, marketing leaders are under pressure like never before. We sit down with some of the biggest and brightest marketing minds to get their insights on the best way forward, today on CMO Convert. And if it's insights on social media looking for, there are a few marketing minds bigger or brighter than the one belonging to Alina Vilk, CMO of Hootsuite. Leading the marketing for a company that's all about helping others succeed with social media means she probably knows a thing or two about maximizing its effectiveness and how to make sure your social media managers are able to perform their critical functions in your organization. Hi, Alina. Welcome to CMO Combo. How are you doing today? I'm great. How are you? I'm, I'm absolutely fantastic because this is an episode I've been really looking forward to. A, because it's about social media and I love talking about social media on the show. And B, you're representing one of my favorite brands related to social media, Hootsuite. I'm, I'm a bit of a Hootsuite fanboy. I have used it in the past. We're not currently using it at CMO Alliance, but whenever I've used it in previous roles, it's been like one of my favorite social media tools. So very, yeah. very eager to we get into it. it. Sorry? We have to get you to use it for CMO Alliance then. Yes, definitely, definitely. I'll, I'll put you in touch with our social media manager and see what we can work out. But um, yeah, the, the, the reason we're talking today, Alina, is uh, we're talking about how to really maximize social media's effects. And the social media, it's gone through some big changes, even in just like the last few years, the last few months, the landscape seems to have changed completely. And I feel like a lot of the strategies and tactics that CMOs and brands relied on just aren't really up to up to the task anymore. So very excited to have an expert like yourself talking about this this topic today. But before we get into that, Alina, tell us a bit about yourself. Tell us a bit about your background and and why you wanted to talk about this topic today. Well, uh, I have been in some facet of marketing for over 20 years. I started out in uh, Silicon Valley in California back when the web was still called the interweb. So uh, really early days before before the advent of social kind of coded some of the first ads online. That was the early, early parts of my career and moved into companies like Visa and PayPal, eBay and uh, Facebook back when it was Facebook. Um, and uh, most recently, WooCommerce, and recently, very recently, in the last few months, have joined Hootsuite. And uh, in terms of uh, why social, I mean, as a marketer, working for a marketing company, having the top marketing job at a marketing company, it's an honor. It's a real honor because you have an, a unique vantage point uh, because the product speaks to you, you understand the customer. It's very rare as marketers, we get that opportunity. I had it a couple of times now, um, you know, back when I was at Meta and also um, here. And also, I think the industry, I like to follow things that are uh, not chaotic exactly, but things that are not well scripted, I should say. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> I, I, you know, for me, it's boring, right? If it's like, oh, it's we, we told the story, print it again, you know, do it again. It's really fun as a marketer when you get to solve interesting problems. And I think in social media, because it's so dynamic, you get to solve some of the world's problems. You've got AI coming in. You've got all these different different nuances in this space. There's so many facets to the role and, and the area of social media that it's just like, it's a really fun job. It, it really is. It's a fun job. Awesome. Awesome. And it's great to hear. It's refreshing to hear people talking about how fun the, the, that dynamism. And I know you didn't say you would try to avoid chaos there, but it can be a little chaotic, but that can be some of the best social media out there is that kind of chaotic stuff like some of the brands that i love on social media are the ones that 
don't seem to give too much of a shit about things and they do what they want and they, they it's because they speak to you on that kind of human level they are present it's a way for brands to really show their personality in a way that i think it's not really possible in in other channels so yeah like it's a lot of opportunities for brands to shine there so let's let's see if we can find ways for them to start polishing and, and start shining shall we um let's start with like a fairly broad topic and let's let's break down some of the main challenges that are facing um cmos and brands right now in, in terms of the social media landscape and maybe if we can see how those challenges could that potentially be opportunities as well let's mm -hmm. see if we can, like spin some positives out of the challenges shall we yeah uh, I think, you know, social media has a lot of challenges. There's there's kind of two facets of challenges. One is for the industry as a whole, and one is for the people doing the role. Um, we recently launched a report talking about the social media manager and like all the challenges around that specific role. Um, and the over 50% say their bosses and understand their job. But what does that mean? Well, to me, that tells a bigger story about the industries because everyone knows they have to be in social. Most brands are in social to some degree, varying degrees, but they don't know what it means. So as a marketer, when you are there and you have to spend a dollar and you have to prove it to your CFO, um, what did that dollar earn? Pound, whatever uh, currency you want to use today. We, we can go with dollars. Uh, we can go with dollars. Dollars and shine? Okay. I don't know what the exchange rate is. We should take a look at that. But... Um, I would say that uh, I would say that as a CFO, you know, it, the CMO is a tough job, right? Because you're constantly having to prove out the value of every single dollar, your cost center, effectively, of every dollar you spend. With with social media, in particular, organic social, what is the role of that? What does that do for me? What's the attribution? Um, a lot of the metrics are what you think of as vanity metrics. My engagement rate. I have likes. I have people coming in. What does what does that mean? Um, how does that actually affect my bottom line? And because if you don't understand it and you don't understand what that does to your mix, you might be over under investing, you don't know. And so, um, so to me, the biggest challenge in social um, that every marketer, maybe most organizations have to face is what is the role of social in my organization? And then how, what is the value of social relative to everything else I'm doing? How much should I invest in it? Should I invest in it at all? Definitely, definitely. Let's let's talk a bit more about what is how to identify what the role social media needs to be performing for your brand. Obviously, I think there was well, there was a time I feel where everyone was just looking at what everyone else was doing and saying, "Oh, my competitors are on this platform. We have to be on that pl platform. We have to be doing similar stuff to what they're doing." And things became very generic for a while. I think, like, if you look at like company Instagrams for a while, they all look the same, didn't they? Like. And yeah, but I think, I think we're moving away from the idea that we just have to be on a platform for the sake of it. Now it's really about identifying why that platform is actually going to move us forward as a business. So what are the reasons that like, CMOs and their brand should be saying like, yes, we should be on that platform or why we shouldn't be on that platform? Like what are the reasonings, what are the thinkings around it that you need to be keeping top of mind? Before even answering that question, I kind of want to set up for you um, more broadly what I believe the role of social is in general. Mm -hmm. And then um, maybe it's around platform selection in particular, and we can talk about that. But I would say um, when I think about uh, social media, I think about relationships. And uh, when you think about relationships, and you just take it to a very human level, right? Like 
like you and I, we, we met one time. You might ask me for, you know, a drink at a pub or maybe for a call. I mean, you'd ask me for a drink at a pub, let's be honest. But <laughs> I'm British. I'm British. I wouldn't get coffee. I think I'm, you know, I think it'd be, I think it'd be a drink for sure. But, um, you know, we're, we're at that level, right? We just met one time. But, um, you know, you probably wouldn't ask me, uh, you know, if your house was being tented for termites, you probably wouldn't ask me um, to stay at my, at my, on my couch, right? You probably, you wouldn't feel comfortable. Maybe you would, but I don't depends think Depends how desperate I am. Depends how many people have asked at that point, Alina. But yeah, I, I, I get your point. Yeah. Many people have said no at that point. I think um, the, the, there's this, this sort of idea of trust in any relationship. And trust is earned over many experiences over time. You could start with a meeting, you start with a coffee, you could start with a drink, many drinks. You know, you, you know, you're going out with your team tomorrow. You've built that trust over time. Some of those people may be your best mates, um, you know, and, and it's sort of like evolved over over course of many, many experiences. When we think about the relationships that people have with brands, it's not dissimilar, right? Just because we're a business doesn't mean that people re will react any differently because the architecture of relationships and the human core is the same. No matter what we do, we think of things the same way, even if they're in the context of a business, right? So the idea there is how do you build relationships with people? And how do you earn their trust over time? And so um, as a marketer, that is our, our job. Our job is to build relationships with people. And if we're lucky, those people become our customers. And if we're really lucky and we really earned it, those people become our, our reference accounts or our advocates. So when you think about social, what better place on the planet is there to build relationships with people than in social media as a brand? It is the one place that you have a narrative over time that's a two-way dialogue. They can comment to you and you can comment back to them. You can build that relationship over time and you can create some real meaning there if you do this right. It's not just about creating virality. It's not just about exposure of campaigns at the moment in time. And it's not just about checking a box in your content calendar, but it's about really thinking through the relationship with these people and creating value among that relationship. And just to take another click on it, you know, back to my banking industry and fintech industry, we had this idea where, you know, if someone buy, gets a branded credit card of some sort, like from a brand, those are your top customers, right? Like it's obvious, right? Like if I buy, if I get a specialty branded credit card from a specific store, I'm going to be their top 5%, top 10%, whatever customer. Let's think about the fact that someone has now liked your page. You know, they have hundreds of friends in their social pages. Um, they have just a limited amount of brands that they're going to like in social. Why are they doing it? Well, they're starting or they're, they're asking you for a cup of coffee. And what you do in return determines the level of friendship you're going to have with them and the level of trust you're going to earn with them. So if you're only using that channel to market your services, does that build trust? Um, if you're using that channel to tell them about your company, to tell your story, to be able to connect with them in a meaningful way, if there's people there that are coming to you for customer service advice and help, and they want, they want to know, that's the first stop in terms of letting you know what's wrong in, in your company. You're building a relationship there. 
whether it's with your top buyers and you can you can actually mine your top buyers and understand who they are. By the way, if you do this really well, you have their interest levels there, their interest groups, what they're into, all the thing, all the information you need about your ideal customer profile is in the people who like you. And then by the way, everything that happens on the other side, and the, the, we call, you can call them detractors, I call it really just opportunities for, um, for a deeper relationship because if you can convert someone in a customer service relationship, then again, they become your friend, right? They, you earn their trust that way. And also it gives you a real time, what is happening with my company, real time, what is happening with what's going on. Those are the two primary kinds of people you have in your social channels. That's the most valuable information you can have as a company. So um, to me, that's the role, real role of social. It's about building these relationships with people who can become your customers and your lo most loyal advocates. And also it tells you who the rest of your customers are. And if you can do that well, um, you can actually like, by the way, this channel is pretty much free. <laughs> so all you have to do is invest in the people that manage it. Um, there's no other channel that probably has a better ROI fit than your social channel, realistically. Definitely, definitely. Um, yeah, then the stuff about, yeah, the building a trust relationship, uh, like people don't necessarily trust people who are just trying to sell things to them. In fact, mm -hmm. I think we're, it's almost ingrained into like consumer mm -hmm. psyches that we don't trust salespeople. Like it's like no one trusts a cold caller, no one trusts a random salesperson mm -hmm. coming up to them in the street and stuff like that. So if you're just using your social media page, no matter what platform it's on, just to go sell, 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 that's, it's not a trust builder. It's not a relationship builder. Um, I, I actually went to a conference a couple of months ago and the head of social media for Innocent Smoothies, well, former head of social media for Innocent Smoothies was there. And he was talking about how we just didn't try and sell anything on their Twitter channel. Like They didn't do any kind right. of promotions. They didn't tell anyone about where they could actually buy any of the products. It was all just about presenting that brand story, that brand personality and building connections with customers. And they did that by producing really, really wild, crazy copy, weird stuff. But it was stuff that got shared. It was stuff that got engagement. It was stuff that they went viral in a way that you wouldn't expect like a smoothie company to go viral. Like you saw people on Buzzfeed presenting articles where they're saying innocence, best smoothie tweets and stuff like that. And they weren't even sponsored posts or anything. People just really loved the brand and the way they talked about themselves on social media. And that's the kind of thing that I think is really hard for non-marketers to really get to grips with. I think I don't, I don't want to like debase the intelligence of non-marketers or anything. I don't want it to sound like that. It's just that they're trained differently. They've got different priorities in business and stuff like that. Why? trying to convince them that it makes sense to put all this effort into a channel that isn't necessarily about selling to people. That's got to be a big challenge for CMOs and marketers in general, I think. Yeah. And I, I don't think, I don't, I don't know that you need to go as extreme as the smoothie company you mentioned in terms of not selling at all. I do think, look, if I'm following a brand I'd love to get some extra value, right? Like I'd love, there's an offer. Maybe I can get something exclusive beyond content. Great. You know, that's great. I'm going to get some additional benefits from it. Absolutely. You can still sell in social, but to me, it's just part of the story. It's no different. Um, the way I would equate it is um, in a sales organization. Uh, it's the marketing equivalent of a sales organization. It's like, you have, if you're doing a large deal, if you're a B2B company and you're doing a very large deal 
And the only time you reach out to your customer is to upsell them in the next sales cycle when their contract runs out. What are the odds you're going to get that sale again? Pretty low, I'd say. Pretty low. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and yet nobody balks at the dinners that people have and the sales team has, you know, to cultivate the relationship. Nobody looks at, you know, the number of touches, the time spent on on cultivating that, right? Because there's an ROI at the end of it. Um, because you say, okay, I closed this sale or I did this, this deal. It's really no different than that. Um, it's about cultivating that relationship. But beyond that, there are direct metrics too that you can attribute to social. For example, um, you can look at uh, on the on the on the customer service side. There's definitely things in terms of customer interactions, turning customers around, being able to um, uh, decrease attrition. On the champion side of the house, you're able to build lookalike audiences against who your top customers are. These customers, I mean, the Parader rule, like the 80-20, right? Like they probably represent something like 70 to 80 percent of your total revenue. So. Um, you could prove that actually, you could look at, you can build a lookalike audience. You can give this to your media team. You can do UTMs, um, tagging where, um, you can actually tag things you've done in social and trace it back to these customers long-term. And you'll see that if you, if you do that, um, these are probably going to be some of your best customers. So there are ways to track it, but it's not one-to-one to your point. It's not a direct response vehicle. It's a relationship building vehicle that you have over time. Definitely, definitely. And then we're, we're talking about social media in kind of a monolith term, but going back to what I was saying about the different platforms and the roles they perform, like I think one of the biggest mistake I don't want to say mistake, because I think a lot of marketers do know that they do need to be doing more tailored things towards the different audiences on different social media platforms. But I think one of the biggest challenges is just being able to do that at scale, being able to do that at, uh, comfortably and efficiently. And yeah, that, I think, yeah, it, you don't have to be on all the platforms to be able to reach your audience, do you? Like, it, it's more about choosing the right platforms to be on and making sure you're hitting them with the right messaging and the right things that are right for those platforms. Absolutely true. And there's a lot of tools now that can help you. So, uh, you know, not to brag about Hootsuite, but um, <laughs> do work for the company. So um, we have, you know, we have calendaring options that can pre-fill these things, but we've also launched, um, we call it Audi Writer, it's our AI, that helps you start the content process for every channel. So there, and there's a lot of tools like that now. Um, so it's not like, uh, I'm not going to say it's easy because it's not easy, right? This job isn't easy. Uh, you know, as a social media manager, you have like a hundred jobs, right? You have to know the company, you have to know the platform, you have to know what the company's talking about, talk in the voice of the company. You have to be able to manage responses and manage the community. There's a lot to it. So I'm not gonna say it's easy, but um, but I do think that based on the platform, there are a lot of tools now that can help you really be tailored to the platform. The most important thing, you don't even have to really be funny. You don't have to be viral. I think the most important thing is to be authentic. Again, no different. You know, if you are representing your brand and your brand were a person, what is their authentic voice? Who would you bring to coffee? You know, why are they following you in the first place? Why are they following you in that platform in the first place? So if you're on a LinkedIn or if you're on an Instagram, there's a different reason why people will follow your brand. So it's really about creating that authentic voice no matter what platform you're in. 
Definitely, definitely. And that, I, I suppose, identifying that authentic voice goes back to what I was saying a bit earlier about how you can't just follow exactly what your competitors are doing. You need to try and stand out. Like Social media is busy. So having that kind of authentic personality to it is how you how you become not necessarily viable, but how you, how you grow a following, how you grow de- a dedicated following. Because, yeah, people follow personalities. They don't necessarily follow brands unless they are looking to get like some freebies or something like that. If they're, if they're going to follow a brand long term and they're not just in it for like vouchers and stuff like that, it's because they connect with you on a personal level. And if you start trying to talk like another brand, they might not follow that brand and they might have made a conscious decision not to follow that brand. So they, they'll probably stop following you as well. It's obvious, isn't it? When a brand is inauthentic and you can go in and see it, it's like pretty obvious, right? Like, what are they doing here? Or why, why am I getting this information? It's just so like, it's transparent. Definitely. Definitely. And, and in the age we live in and the savvy that a lot of the generations having Gen Z in particular, they're able to, find out pretty quickly and pretty easily if your messaging on social media doesn't align with what your mm-hmm. company is doing or what your company is presenting in other channels as well. Because yeah, Gen Z, they know more about social media than any of us do because they've grown up with it. It's ingrained into their DNA almost. I would say it's by platform. I would also say it's by audience. Mm-hmm. Uh, so within the platform, there's you have to understand who your customer is deeply. Now, I don't just mean I know their firmographics or I know they're, you know, they live in these particular locations, urban, et cetera. You know, um, it's really about understanding deeply who that person is and what are they looking for. I mean, for us, we know social media managers are going to follow Hootsuite. So we speak to them and we speak from our social media managers do a lot of the publishing in social. Ironically, it's very meta, but um, we, but you'll see that if you follow our channels, you'll see that, you know, um, that's the voice that we have. We actually give them the mic because they want to know how we do it. And that's, and we, we understand who they are. You know, we understand why they want to listen to us. We understand what they, we do research about them and we talk to them on a regular basis. Um, we, buy them a lot of coffees, you know, and a lot of drinks because you need to know who that customer is if you want to do social right. Definitely, definitely. And I think that kind of putting that human face on the messaging and the the, the, the content that you're putting out there is, is something that social media offers in a way that probably no other channel or platform allows for. They, they, you, you see people who, you have individuals working with brands who run their entire TikTok accounts, for example, and they, they, become this kind of real personality for the brand. And that's something that I think that social media does better than anything, but you can't do that anywhere else, really. No, you can't. And it's, and what's great about it is that you get the feedback, you know, like a lot of times you'll do marketing and it's like, you know, it's kind of like doing a webinar, isn't it? Sometimes like, I mean, you do a lot of webinars. It's like you, you know, you kind of, you're speaking, you know, there's an audience, but you (laughs) you're you're like an ether and there's nothing there was that good was that bad like I don't know (laughs) it's just like you make a joke it goes out in the cold wet air and so um a lot of marketing can feel like that you know um unless you get some award at the end of it you don't know if if it did well um you could see some direct response marketing that did well but um you don't know how people are responding to it with social media it's 
direct. That the other thing, great use for social is to test things. Um, you can get it out pretty quickly and get feedback. Um, it's a two-way dialogue. Uh, you can ask your audience questions. You can really interact with people. And that's the great part about it. It's just like, it's so real time and it's so dynamic. Uh, you can feel the energy, right? And we do, when we do, we know the second, um, that feeling when a post hits is the best. It's this high. And um, you know right away that it's landed because your audience will tell you. And by the way, they'll tell you if it doesn't land. And that's great too, because you need to know that. Um, doesn't feel great at the moment, but um, it's worth it because they, they, they're there to support you. And you know that, that ultimately they'll be there at the end of it because they're, they're some of your top customers. It's, it's like inviting them into helping you tell the story of your brand mm -hmm. in a way that mm -hmm. just isn't possible with other platforms. Like it's like people, I, 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 I'm gonna try and be optimistic about the people on social media right now. I, I like to think if you're following a brand, you're following a brand because you want to see it succeed. And you, any feedback you give, it's hopefully coming from a good place and you just wanna see that brand improve. Obviously you do get trolls and stuff like that who are gonna try and tear things down. and. I think most social media managers are savvy enough that they can identify when it's good feedback and when it's just people trolling and it's stuff they can not necessarily dismiss, but it's not necessarily important to improving the brand and improving the storytelling they're doing on that platform. A thousand percent. A thousand percent. You know, um, it's really obvious to see that too. I mean, there are people out there that are there just to troll. But I mean, for the most part, I would say you've really got those two people I talked about, which is your top customer and your people that are really there to give you some feedback about your product. In both cases, you need to listen. Definitely, definitely. And when it comes to testing things on social media as well, the, the cycle is so quick and people have so many things being presented to them all the time that if it doesn't work, most people will forget about it in time in a pretty short amount of time unless it's an absolute clunker it's an absolute disaster that's gone viral for its badness then that's something you really need to be worried about but you can be quite reasonably fearless when it comes to the tests that you run on social media because it's probably going to be forgotten about by tomorrow if it doesn't work at the end of the day it will be and it's 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 great because you can be brave with it and because you're not spending dollars on it you can get the feedback before you do spend dollars on it. So um, so it's a good kind of investment um, test ground. People will tell you if it works or doesn't, you'll get a good read on it and then you'll know this has legs or not and I can put a campaign behind it. Definitely, definitely. So sounds like when it comes to CMOs working with their social media managers, they need to be working together quite closely and they need to be hiring the right people who can recognize these kinds of opportunities. Like what? Should see what else should CMOs be keeping top of mind when it comes to a hiring the right social media manager and b working with them effectively. Social media managers are uh, very biased opinion, but um, I would say probably one of the most important roles in an organization. Um, and I would I would have said this in any previous role too. Um, and so and the reason for that is because. These are the people in the marketing organization that understand the customer the best. They are your front line to the customer. And um, when you think about that, how valuable is that information? They are also the people that are the most dynamic. They have to play many roles and many hats. And so they're really, really flexible um, in terms of what they can do from, they have to build creative, 
they're not, they're not a separate creative team. Most times they're building the creative, they're writing the copy, they're telling the story on behalf of the company. They're taking the persona of your brand. Then they're getting the feedback from the customer and then they're replying back to customers. They're doing customer service roles. They're, they're, there's just a ton of different, so you can learn more. I mean, honestly, just have a conversation and interview them have them speak to the marketing team and you'll get a good sense of not only what's working, but also who your customer is. Definitely. Definitely. I mean, I'm like, I'm going to shout out to our social media manager, Alice, like she's absolutely fantastic. Like she's not just, giving us advice on sort of social media copy and creative and stuff like that like she plays an active role in the content that we're working on she plays an active role in the events that we put out as well like she has a lot of input and a lot of fantastic insights to be shared across mm -hmm. every aspect of marketing and the business as a whole as well um so yeah like the social media manager isn't supposed to be just like an intern who sits in the corner and updates your X page or your Instagram from time to time. Like it's someone who does need to be brought in and really made integral to a lot of aspects of marketing. And again, the business as a whole. Thousand percent. So when it Shout comes, yeah, sorry, go on, go on, Alina. Yeah, you, uh, Alice would appreciate you giving her a direct shout out there. So yeah, yeah, I'd love to hear you that. Your shout out, Alice. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, yeah. Um, I guess we have to shout out to Eileen and Trish too on the on the Hootsuite side. Maybe they can meet someday. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sure they'd love that. Yeah. Um, let's see what we can do after this call. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, um, and then when it comes to sort of working with the wider business, uh, as I said, like social media. People have perspectives on it, they have opinions on it, but they might not necessarily understand it. So how can CMOs and their social media managers really work together to really like increase the understanding of what social media is for, what kind of information they need to be sharing with other stakeholders within the business? Like, How can they cut through those vanity metrics that we talked about earlier to really get to the, the juicy good stuff that a CFO or a head of sales is really gonna care about? So, um, so I would say, understand your top buyers the, and not just understand them from a data perspective, right? Like this is my CRM. These are my top buyers. Social media gives you the ability to understand them three-dimensionally by doing that. You'll be able to actually change your media habits. What do I mean by that? I can buy, I can understand my audience in such a way that I can buy more of them. When I'm, so when I'm building a media campaign, I can do a lookalike model against my top buyers, my top audience in social. These are the people that are engaged. Build out that cluster and look at, and look at what they are. Talk to my social media manager and get them the two-way dialogue in terms of understanding. So take the vanity metrics and use them as inputs to determine who my top buyers are. So that's one. Build a media campaign around them. Listening tools. Um, listening and understanding what's happening with my customers, what's happening with my brand. Why is it happening in real time? Get those reports on a regular basis. That'll tell you a lot more than just marketing. On the detractor side, you'll, you'll know problems. You'll be able to surface problems before your customer service team does. You'll be able to um, see in real time where things can come from. Major losses have been identified through social media before they happened, right? That somebody can come in and tell you something that might trigger, if you investigate that, that'll trigger something in somewhere else. Um, we've seen 
thousands, millions of dollars um, reported in losses, reported in other areas just by tracking back to what people are, are saying. So it's on the positive side on growth, but it's also on listening to the, detract, the, the feedback. They're not detractors. These are people with customer service issues that are surfacing them to you in a public channel. Um, they're going to let you know in real time something that's going wrong. You'll be able to get that fixed. You can not only turn them around and turn them into advocates, but you'll Three, re reference accounts. Um, the ability, so people listen to people in social nine times more than they listen to anybody else. So you'll be able to get reference accounts from people if you're able to, to do that. Four, um, the ability for uh, you to amplify your voice. When you have, uh, we have, I mean, we actually have a product called Amplify. When, you, when you're able to, take something your post and have all your employees post about it at the same time, your brand actually transcends from one channel to everybody's social following. Um, use your employees as your biggest advocates. Um, you can use it as a sales channel and a sales tool. Um, you can create a nurture program just from your social. So it's pretty endless um, in terms of where you can go outside of just vanity metrics, based on what your objectives are, social media is an organic channel that can take you um, foundationally in a lot of places. Definitely, yeah. I mean, yeah, as you said, it covers so many bases right there. Um, like, you can go, I mean, for an hour on each one of these, but I would say, like, at high level, there's a lot to explore. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, I think one of the big challenges, though, when it comes to really working on the type of strategies that allow you to run a lot of those operations is the changing the landscape can change so quickly in social media like the trends the the, the memes the, the macro landscape the macroeconomic landscape the, the political culture around what's been going on on social media and stuff it can have a big impact on like how you're able to present certain messages like how you're able to like follow certain strategies so how can you sort of like walk that fine line between yes we have a defined social media strategy and also we need uh, agile and adaptable to be able to jump on the things that actually allow us to grow our presence on social media like it's got to be very difficult to balance both sides of those coins it's really difficult and you know like when you think about trends that are happening you think about everything all the the things that people are talking about if you have a good listening tool, you'll be able to know the topics of conversations and you'll be able to augment how your brand can step into that conversation. That's one way to do it. So you can actually use that. We've done that many times. Um, we've talked about Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. With, <laughs> we, can, we can read up on those articles, but um, there's um, but there, there's a lot of different there's a lot of different ways uh, to latch onto that. I would say that don't be afraid of it because of the things we mentioned before it goes fast, right? Like try something. It didn't work fine. Try something else. Um, as long as you're authentic to your voice and who you are, it doesn't matter what's happening around you. Um, look inward in terms of look at your customer and what they want to know about. Look at your brand and what stories do you have to tell that are uniquely you? What can people learn from you? What do they want to learn from you? And then if you can add that or augment that with anything going on in the world, it's pretty much a good recipe for content. I love that, particularly that, um, what do they want to learn from you? Because that's that's a fantastic goldmine for content. And that's something that you can build up 
a relationship with people on social media like you can just ask them like what do you want to know about us if you've got a, a good enough audience and a good enough relationship with people and that's when yeah social media just becomes an absolute goldmine for content mm -hmm. for everything to do with marketing for things to do with the business direction as a whole product development everything it's when you, it becomes a resource for you. It's not just you putting out the messages. It's somewhere you can actually go and ask for help. You don't want to say sound like you're asking for help from people, but like, yeah, you are basically asking for help from your audience to help you market to them better. And that's something that social media does really well. Yeah. Why are they interested? I mean, we know our, we, like I mentioned, we know our audience, we interview them a lot. We know what they want to learn. Right. So we try to cater to that. Um, we do our best to cater to that as much as we can. We actually learn equally from them. The feedback we get, um, we listen to it. Every single comment we read. And um, and we take that, that goes back in, you know? So it's, it's, a, it's not a one-way relationship. And that's what I love about it. It's just the dynamic nature of the relationship. Definitely, definitely. So Alina, obviously there's so much more we could unpack here on very, very specific things, but I think we've given a really good overview of like the current landscape of social media and what directions CMOs need to be going right now. Are there any brands that you're personally a big fan of on social media that people, I know we said we, people shouldn't be looking to like copy others, but like are the ones that you think are great examples of brands that are really have that kind of authentic voice, that great connection with customers? Like I, I said earlier, Innocent Smoothies is a great example for me, but I'd love to hear some examples from you that you look to. I mean, honestly, before I came here, I thought Hootsuite was that example. We get 100% of our funnel from our social and from our blog pages, like 100%. Um, we don't, like, we do very little outside of that. Um, I would say other brands like uh, Patagonia, for example, the authenticity that they're able to drive with their audience. I mean, how often do people have bumper stickers um, of brands that they put on their cars? Actually, one of our employees um, has that. I'm going to call out Mike um, from Hootsuite <laughs> has that on his new car. But I would say that um, other brands like, uh, you know, when I think about brands that are really significant, I think, and who've done really well on social, another one that comes to mind is Jeep. Mm -hmm. They do the meetups. Um, they, they bring their community in. they know who they are. They bring this authenticity. Have you heard of the Jeep ducks, the ducks that they put in the cars and, um, I have to check it out. I have to check it out. That sounds adorable. Yeah. yeah. Um, they just, they have, they know their audience, right. And they're so authentic. They know who their audience is. Their audience wants to get out, go somewhere. Um, they customize their Jeep. They create a real like narrative and identity in the product, but they also do it inside of their channels. Um, they have these meetups that are across the board. So I think it's just like, um, yeah, these brands, all of them do the same thing, but do it in their unique way. They're really authentic. They have a conversation, they listen to their audience and they, and they go back and forth. Excellent. And just to add to what you mentioned about the, the meetups that Jeeps are running, like social media doesn't mean that these connections have to exist online. They can be a great resource for setting up those kinds of in-person interactions as well. Like if you're doing some kind of event, events, yeah. promote it on social media, like get people along, get people liking and sharing it there. Like it's it's mm -hmm. yeah, a fantastic resource for building that relationship in a non-digital space as well. Totally. Totally. We used to have subgroups um, when I was at Meta, but like local groups um, that we would manage as well. So yeah, it just depends on the size and what you can manage in terms of um, what you can actually like facilitate through. But yeah, absolutely. It can do a lot of things. Definitely, definitely. I, I think I think that's kind of the, the crux of this conversation that social media can do a lot of things for sure. Mm -hmm. um, Aliyah, thank you very much for your time today. Like As I said, like love talking about social media on this show, love having experts telling me about social media as well. Um, before we 
leave it there. Like, are there any big golden rules that you think need to be top of mind? I know we've covered quite a lot, but if you want to pull out any key takeaways that you think CMOs need to be really focusing on right now when it comes to their social media and working with their social media managers, of course. I would say um, the core, core, core is build a relationship first. This is the only place that you can really build a relationship in marketing two-way dialogue. This is the place where as marketers, we can get to know our customers, get, take the time to listen and get to know them. Um, this will drive the rest of your strategy. If you do it right, can drive the rest of your strategy for marketing. And for your social media managers, I would say meet with them, have one-on-ones, even if they don't report to you, um, have regular, um, have regular interactions, whether it's in a group forum or one-on-ones, but, or have them speak to the teams, um, product areas, um, other areas, because they have this insight to the customer. They're on the front line and they understand it. Of course they do. And yeah, I, as you said, most important person in the business, the social media manager. So if you're, if you're not meeting with them regularly, you're not talking to the most important person in the, uh, the organization at the end of the day, Alina, once again, thank you very much for joining me on the show. As I said, big fan of Hootsuite, big fan of social media. So this has been an absolute dream of an episode to record. So thank you very much for joining us. I'm big fans of you. So thank you so much for having me. Thanks for letting me represent Hootsuite. And hopefully you'll have a great time this week. I'll do my best, Alina. Thank you. And thank you very much to our audience as well. Um, thank you for joining us. Um, as I said, social media is incredibly important to organizations. So I imagine this has been a very, very informative episode for you. We'll be back soon with some more CMO combos. Thanks so much. Like what you heard from this CMO combo? Make sure you hit that subscribe button and leave a rating so the whole world knows how great it was.